0: Prologue, Pashtun Territory, Afghanistan The girl was breathing hard as she climbed steep outdoor stairs, carrying the basin of dirty water in which she'd been scrubbing vegetables. Sliding the basin onto a flat rooftop, she scrambled after it. She was high enough here to see out over the compound's mud-brick perimeter wall. A narrow river gorge ran between two gently rising mountain ridges. The compound sat halfway up one flank, its crenelated exterior fortification curving out from the mountainside to enclose an area large enough for a Buzkashi tournament, the Afghan free-for-all version of polo. Above the girl on the highest parapet, a teenage sentry squatted, an ancient AK-47 across his thighs. Catching his eyes on her, the girl pulled her headscarf higher across her face. But she did not stoop immediately to complete her task, stepping forward instead to the edge of the roof. Today's sun had already dropped behind the opposite mountain ridge, leaving behind a spectacular display of reds and oranges and purples above the sharp geometry of rock formations. Overhead, a rare sacred falcon wheeled lazily against the first pale stars, Perched on a boulder across the river, the shepherd boy played a wooden tula flute, the rush of water over stones offering harmony to his plaintive tune. Behind him, a herd of mountain sheep scrambled over terraces where crops would grow when spring runoff overflowed, a stream bed winding through the valley floor. The girl saw little beauty in the scene, The narrow vista of this isolated mountain valley, varied only by white of winter snow and green of summer growth, was no less a prison than the compound walls. Just as the bright red and pink of poppy blooms within the compound enclosure below meant only back-breaking hours of hand-irrigating and weeding. But today, that would be finished. Before nightfall was complete, the compound gates that had slammed her inside how long had it been, five winters now, would swing wide. Perhaps her new home would be a town with markets and people and the freedom to emerge onto the streets. Perhaps there would be womenfolk her own age who would welcome her as a sister. Perhaps there would be books, oh, to study again. Will there be love? Her searching gaze had finally spotted what she'd been seeking A single track scratched the baked earth of the valley floor, paralleling the riverbed. A dust devil moving along it was too large and fast to be the wind. A party of horsemen? Then a vehicle separated itself from the whirlwind. A single cab pickup, its bed crowded with human shapes, though still too distant to make out whether they were male or female. One would certainly be male. Her liberator or new prison warden, her bridegroom. Worthless daughter of a camel, will you take your rest while others labor? A blow rocked the girl back on her heels. As her uncle's senior wife hurried down the steps, the girl scrambled for the basin. Water was too precious to just be discarded, and she carefully carried the basin over to a row of potted tomato vines. But as she tilted it above the first pot, the girl abruptly dropped the scarf from her face to bend over the water's murky surface. Would her chosen mate find her attractive, like the tales of ancient Persian princes and lovely slave girls her mother had whispered to her at night? If her bridegroom found her to his liking, he would be kinder, perhaps even by her gifts. So she'd observed from the younger women— Wives of her uncle's sons and his brothers and their sons, who with their children made this compound a small village in itself. Her uncle's own new bride, too, a teenager not many winters older than herself, to whom he'd given gifts of clothing and jewelry that made his senior wife scream with rage when he was out of earshot.